Hello, this is Tiana Shoei, and I'm the host of the Made to Conquer podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage you to have a deep relationship with Jesus. Jesus told us to make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because when we stand before him, we want to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Hello, everyone. This is Tiana Shoei, and welcome to the podcast Made to Conquer. So this is the first episode of season three, and this is not how I would like, (laughs) have liked the first episode of season three to go off. Unfortunately, I have the flu right now, and uh, between a very high fever and body aches and all the other fun things I will spare you, I barely have the energy to sit here. But, you know, Jesus when he's speaking to, or I should say, when the Apostle Paul is quoting Jesus after asking to have the thorn in his flesh, the tormentor from Satan removed from him, Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And as I was moaning and begroaning about how terrible I feel, I just, I rest in that knowing that this podcast isn't a performance. It isn't anything other than my, me, just sharing with you authentically the things the Lord's doing in my life. And I will trust that God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. So unfortunately, I probably am not going to do a full episode. I just don't really have the energy. But I wanted to at least come on here and (laughs) kick off season three with more than nothing. (laughs) And um, just share just kind of where my mind and heart is right now with everything. I apologize that I just don't have the energy to do a typical full podcast, but I think you guys will all understand. Um, so before we jump in, I just want to say thank you to all of you who support this podcast monthly. I was working on our bookkeeping this month, and man, God is so good. It, it is expensive to keep the websites and everything up and running, but uh, because of your generous support, we're able to keep the lights on. And uh, Paul and I are able to keep Warriors Rising and Made to Conquer up and running. So thank you guys for that. And we were even able to make a donation to a nonprofit this year, which was very nice. So it's always nice to be able to sew back in. Well, um, I'm sure there's much more, but I'm going to stick to the basics today because I'm giving you guys all I got right now. This is the second time I've been out of bed today. (laughs) So hang with me, bear with me, and I appreciate your patience. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you can even take broken bodies and do incredible things with them and so father i give this podcast to you i just ask that everybody that's listening to it would be blessed and lord that you would be glorified because this would be you holy spirit speaking through me lord i love you and i thank you and it's in your name we pray amen so when this bug first started to hit me it actually has gotten progressively worse so i started not feeling good on sunday and and i spent a lot of the day just laying down and resting and on my phone, unfortunately. And when I'm on my phone, I'm scouring through news because I'm a news junkie. That's one of the things that was so exciting to me about Warriors Rising was to be able to look at current events and talk about them through a biblical worldview. And last night, as I was, you know, kind of gauging, okay, what what, what am I going to talk about on, on Made to Conquer? Because I kept procrastinating recording this in hopes that I was going to get better. And unfortunately, this morning, I woke up feeling worse than I have felt since I started feeling sick. But I was thinking about some of the things that I had been reading and and digesting all the news that I had taken in. And I was just kind of in a moment of despair of, man, (laughs) 
this world is a really dark place right now. And looking at, you know, all the, 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 the Jewish hate that has arisen seemingly out of nowhere, maybe it's just been sleeping at the surface in, in this war that is going on between Israel and Hamas has resurfaced it. And I was looking at, I saw a picture scrolling through Twitter, you know, of a, of a young woman who had butchered herself to give herself a, a false male genitalia. And it was just, it was so sad because her leg is completely destroyed where they take the skin out and what they replaced it with resembles nothing like what it's supposed to. And I just think that we're, you know, this increasing butchering of children is continuing. And I was looking at the fact that the Catholic church now, or the Pope, I should say, is now blessing homosexual couples. And again, you know, I've talked about this before. We love the homosexual, but, you know, the Bible is very, very clear that you know, anybody who practices adultery, homosexuality, and, and, you know, the the Bible lists a whole litany of things will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And there's a, there's a, you know, quite an extensive list. And so to just lie to the homosexual community is doing them a great disservice. It's not loving them. And it's just hard to watch as the world just continues to move in this direction. And then, you know, to be honest with you, um, you know, we know that there are very powerful and, and very evil people, you know, pulling the strings behind the scenes with our government, and <clears throat> they have an agenda and they want it executed by 2030. Now, all these things are under the purview of God. And, you know, one of the things I love about studying the book of Revelation and other, and, and, and other prophecy, it doesn't live exclusively in the book of Revelation, Zechariah, Daniel, many other Bible books, you know, include end time scenarios is that those 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 books are there to give us hope as Christians because we know that God sees the beginning from the end. I think I mentioned this once before, but I heard Frank Turek do a great job describing this. He said, if you're watching a parade and you're sitting at one point in the parade, you're just going to see things as they come by where you're sitting. He said, but if you were to take a helicopter and to fly way above the parade, you could see the beginning from the end. You could see everything that's happening in the parade at the same time because your perspective is different. And that is how God sees time. We see it from a very limited perspective. We're able to look back on history based on what information we've gathered and look at it. And we can see, you know, the glimpses that God gives us of the future, but God can genuinely sit outside of time and see the beginning from the end. He can see the whole thing. And I thought that was a good example a way for us to kind of picture the way that god can see the beginning from the end and you know so we have hope when we read the the book of revelation that god's got it all under control he sees these things he knows these things but as i ponder these things i just think man we live in such a broken world we live in such a broken world and the longer that i live the more that i see how sin has corrupted everything it's touched i think it's so funny how atheists have this way of saying, you know, if there was a God, then why is there so much pain and suffering? And, you know, so they're quick, quick to blame the pain and suffering on God, but not take any personal responsibility for it. And they can't see that, you know, the vast majority of pain and suffering in this world is at the hands of mankind and that we've brought this upon ourselves. It's so, it's so funny how we conveniently can blame God (laughs) for the suffering in the world when it's, it's, almost squarely are it falls on us 
And I say almost because I would say, you know, there are natural disasters. We call those an insurance acts of God. Now, are they acts of God? I don't know. We see examples in the Bible where wild storms are actually, you know, not God's doing, that the enemy's doing. And so um, God obviously allows them and he allows a lot of things. And so it's, this is, I'm going way more <laughs> deep philosophically than I'm prepared to, to back up <clears throat> today. But my point being this, you know, we live in a broken world and we live in a world where it's, you know, we're, we're quick to blame God for the bad things that are going on and take no personal responsibility for how humankind and the sin of mankind has gotten us to where we are. And that, you know, as I was thinking about this, the Lord reminded me that what we celebrate at Christmas. Now, of course, if you have wasted your time going down rabbit holes on TikTok, um, you know, the popular thing is, is to criticize the date that we celebrate Christmas because it wasn't really the day Jesus was born. Yes, I understand that. There's a whole history behind it. And, and it's actually quite a beautiful history. If you understand Constantine and you understand the fact that the Roman Empire persecuted Christians for so long and finally we had a Christian empire or, or um, <laughs> see, my brain is not working, emperor. <laughs> And, you know, he came in and legalized Christianity and in an attempt to normalize it, going from being a persecuted faith to a normal faith, you know, he did, he did introduce, you know, the, <clears throat> he did intermingle the pagan religions with the Christian. And you can see that as evil. I see it as a great thing. I see it as a, you know, if you understand the history of years and years and years and hundreds of years of Christian persecution, you finally have an emperor who says, no, let's normalize this faith. And so, um, <clears throat> yes, there are some pagan things that have been woven into what we what we celebrate. Uh, but as Titus reminds us, to the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. And so, obviously, we are conscientious what we participate in as Christians. We've got to be conscientious of the demonic aspects of certain things. But for the most part, most holidays are completely and totally innocent and harmless, and they are what we make of them. But even though we don't know exactly when Jesus was born, given the story in, in the book of Luke, which we're going to cover here in just a moment, we know it was probably sometime in the spring. But nonetheless, this is the season that we set aside to celebrate the greatest miracle, one of the greatest miracles that ever occurred, and that was God in the flesh coming as a child and living on this earth for 33 years before he bore the sins of the world, died on a Roman cross, and then rose again three days later. And it, it's there's a, there's a Christmas song that always gets to me and the one line in it is this is such a strange way to save the world and it really is when you think about it when you think about god's plan for salvation to to set mankind free from the disasters that we have created the 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 sin the hurt the pain that we've caused because of our rebellion towards god and his solution is to come and bear our same flesh to live a sinless perfect life and then to carry our sins on the cross of Calvary. It is quite interesting, but it's it's also something to be celebrated. So, you know, because because we do have a Savior, and we're going to close with my favorite psalm, but we do have one who has come to fix this, to make this right. And so as I kind of, you know, I'm sure I've partially sat in doom and gloom because I felt like it, like, like crud. <laughs> but, you know, we have a Savior who has redeemed this, and there is hope. And it's going to, you know, there are going to be some dark things that come because God's going to allow the cycle to finish running. And then he's going to step in and do what he always does. And he's going to redeem what we've broken. But I love this passage from Philippians as we just kind of celebrate what the Christmas season is about and the fact that we have a Savior and the fact that someone has come to fix what is broken in this world. 
Paul writing to the church in in Philippi in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride, but in humility consider others more important than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant and being made in human likeness. In being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above all names that the name of Jesus sorry that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father <clears throat> You know it it is such a strange way to save the world, but it was the most effective way, and God knew that. And that's what's beautiful about this story. Just join with, join me as, if you will, as I describe this scene and, and picture it in your mind, whatever that may look like, and put yourself for a moment of time in this moment and imagine how glorious this must have been. Reading from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 8, and there were shepherds residing in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Just then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a great multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men, on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they hurried off and found Mary, and Joseph, and the baby, who was lying in the manger. After they had seen the child, they spread the message that they had received about him, and all who heard it were amazed what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured all these things up and excuse me, but Mary treasured all these things up and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they are heard and seen which was just as the angel had told them. <clears throat> the prophet Isaiah, hundreds of years before, was given this prophecy about the Messiah in Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people rejoice before you as they rejoice at the harvest time, as men rejoice in dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian you have shattered the yoke of their burden, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, for every trampling boot of battle and every garment rolled up in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom and to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from that time and forevermore. <clears throat> the zeal of the Lord of his hosts will accomplish this. What a beautiful promise we have for the Messiah. And so he did come and he broke the yoke that we had, which was our deepest issue, which was the yoke of sin. And soon and very soon, we're going to see him come back in all his glory and might. And that's what's described for us in Revelation chapter 19. And he's going to finish fulfilling the completion of that prophecy. And so as we go into this Christmas season, just remember what a precious gift it is that that Jesus came in the flesh and, and what this season means for us and that we do have a Savior. We do have one who is not done yet redeeming this world. or He's, he's done the sin part, but he hasn't taken yet what rightfully belongs to him. <clears throat> so I needed this reminder as I was praying and, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry guys, and just kind of pondering God's goodness and in, in, in the state that I am. And the Lord just reminded me I'm not done yet and I have a plan. And this is a psalm that I've probably read on this podcast many times because it's one of my favorite psalms. But I think it's a good reminder as we wrap up today's very short <laughs> podcast Thank you guys for your patience, but just a reminder of, of how God sees the evil in the world around us, and he's on top of it. He's got it. <clears throat> Psalm 73, surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggle in their death. Their bodies are well fed. They are free from the burdens others carry. They are not afflicted like other men. Therefore, pride is their necklace. A garment of violence covers them. From their prosperity proceeds iniquity. The imaginations of their hearts run wild. They mock and speak with malice. With arrogance, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens, and their tongues strut across the earth. So their people... <clears throat> Return to this place and drink up waters in abundance. The wicked say, how can God know? Does the Most High have knowledge? Behold, these are the wicked, always carefree as they increase their wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure. In innocence I have washed my hands, for I am afflicted all day long and punished every morning. If I had said, I will speak this way, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all of this, it was troublesome in my sight until I entered God's sanctuary. Then I discerned their end. Surely you set them on slick ground. You cast them down into ruin. How suddenly they are laid waste, completely swept away by terrors, like one waking from a dream. So you, O Lord, awaken and despise their form. When my heart was grieved and I was pierced within, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and later receive me in glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And on earth I desire no one besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those far from you will surely perish. You will destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to draw near to God. I have made the Lord my God 
excuse me, I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may proclaim all your works. <clears throat> what I love about that psalm is that the psalmist starts off saying, very much like I was the other day, you know, Lord, look, look at how well off all these wicked people are. When are you going to do something about it? And it just made him very bitter and angry that it seemed unfair. Then he says, all this was oppressive to me until I entered the sanctuary of God. And then I understood their final destiny. In other words, when I finally got my perspective straight, I realized that you're God, you're a just God, and you're going to deal with them in their time. And that is true. And so that just God has started off his justice by coming in the form of a human being, a little baby born in Bethlehem. And he comes back riding on a white horse with King of Kings and Lord of Lords written on his thigh and his so <clears throat> join with me, if you will, this Christmas season. I hope you have a wonderful time with your family. If you avoid this flu like the plague, <laughs> don't, don't get it. It's not fun. <laughs> and uh, just celebrate what a precious gift we have in our Savior. We do have one who has redeemed this broken world. And the day is coming very soon when he will claim what is rightfully his. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Made to Conquer podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review that really makes it so other people can find this podcast, and be sure to tell your friends and family about Made to Conquer. Anyone else you believe would enjoy joining us on this journey of drawing closer to Jesus.